1: eye on the hill 2023 special coverage with david Janavik.
0: point of order point of clarification it's like a little parliamentarian here um craig from salt lake city we've got your confirmation you are right uh it is new construction only um our producer reached out to the senate And uh, the legislation we were just talking about, that $20,000 that could go toward a down payment for a first-time home buyer, which is proposed by President of the Senate, Stuart Adams, is for new construction. So you're right. I wasn't able to read that legislation quickly enough to see that, uh, but we want to make sure that uh, everybody was aware.
2: And the reason it is for new uh, development is they're trying to encourage developers to invest in this first time home buyer market building homes that
0: something you haven't heard about they're called starter homes yeah <laughs> which we have we've kind of run out of starter homes right yeah. all right let's get back to the hill
1: High On the hill 2023 special coverage with dave and DeGenevic.
0: some of you will think this is the most important piece of legislation Ever discussed on Capitol Hill, and that is because you are cat lovers. And then some of you will be like Dave.
2: <laughs> I have a cat.
0: Yeah, but not, not like this. <laughs> not you, a cat if, lover. If you are leaving food out for stray cats in your neighborhood, you seeking them out in the middle of the night to make sure they're fed. Some of you will call them feral cats. Others call them strays. Other... Let's call them wannabe house cats,
2: community cats. I've heard <laughs> neighborhood cats.
0: There's a, there's a proposal on Utah's Capitol Hill. It could force you to bring those bowls back inside in the evening. It's HB five hundred five. For those of you who are playing along at home, uh, House Bill five hundred five. It would require people who care for those cats to feed them during daylight hours and daylight hours only.
2: No feeding the strays. Overnight. Okay, can I tell you a quick little horror story? I have a neighbor that was doing this, that was feeding cats at night, would leave out a bowl for the cats. And uh, she was an elderly lady, didn't have great eyesight. She was not feeding cats. She had a (laughs) horde of rats living in her backyard that she was feeding she thought they were cats, but she was feeling, feeding these rats that had grown the size of New York subway sewer rats.
0: But I would imagine a lot of people are not doing it like that.
2: Who do you think's eating that food? You think the feral cat that is wandering around the neighborhood knows to come to your backyard? Probably not. Do you think it's the rat that's living in your woodpile? One hundred percent.
0: All right. Arlen Bradshaw, senior advisor for community relations at Best Friends Animal Society. Um, what do you think about Dave's rat story?
1: <laughs> you know, we often hear about raccoons and maybe some skunks, but but not rats. So, you know, that's that's an interesting take. <laughs> you know, uh, about about 10 years ago or so, the legislature adopted actually what's called the Community Cat Act. And and what that does is set up an optional program that municipal animal shelters and localities can opt into for the management of these community cats. And what that does is it requires that cats are are sterilized, that they're vaccinated, and it actually exempts most feeding bans so that you can have these managed community cat colonies ensure that 100% sterilization and actually bring the cat population down. So the the problem with this bill is is that original Community Cat Act was an incredibly collaborative effort uh, between these community cat caregivers, the the private nonprofit welfare organizations that participate in this type of work and municipal shelters. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Representative Ivory hasn't worked with those same groups in in wanting to make this change. And and I understand uh, that, that he has sponsored this to address that concern about wildlife potentially coming in. Um, but but the reality is we don't we don't think we think that if we're dealing with raccoons or skunks or even rats that that there is more of a, a, a perhaps a, a different approach from the the multi types of things that will attract those wildlife into neighborhoods as opposed to just looking at this one single point because uh, the reality is like we don't want to create barriers between individuals who are actively feeding uh, community cats in a, in a managed way. Uh, and animal control We want that to be a symbiotic relationship. We're all working together to manage these uh, free roaming cat populations you know and in the story about the the one-off person putting food out, you know that that's not what we would call a, a managed community cat colony anyways you know and especially if they're doing it off their back porch you know that that's pretty that's pretty difficult to enforce as it is and and really what the legislation would do is, I think be more restrictive on the the types of community cat caregivers that actually are more engaged and trying to do this in a uh, thought out manner that is uh, really focused on, on the sterilization and vaccination of those cats.
0: Okay. We have and, a, and the, Arlen, we have a couple yeah, of yeah. questions. We want to just, uh, Dave, you go, do you have a question for, for Arlen?
2: Well, I, I guess maybe when we talk about community cats are, it feels like we're celebrating feral cats well Uh, some people maybe do
1: celebrate that
2: (laughs) like if i want to own a cat you like i should be a cat owner i'm not sure at having a bunch of feral cats running around even if they are vaccinated and neutered uh or spayed i'm not sure does that what's the benefit of having rampant
1: yeah absolutely You know, if you haven't worked in animal control or within an animal shelter, this probably, this whole concept, I understand, can seem kind of obscure. Yeah. And and, and the reality is you do want cat owners that are responsible, that are keeping their cats indoors, that are having their cats be sterilized. Um, That is the ideal situation. The reality is we have uh, decades and decades of proof that not everybody does that. Right. And cats do tend to roam freely, even if they are owned. They're uh, often less likely than dogs to be sterilized, and therefore they're having litters upon litters in the community. And, and, and our approach for years and years was to try to pick up all those cats and, you know, essentially maybe exterminate them at the local animal shelter, and that hasn't proved effective in bringing down those free roaming cat populations. So a community cat program, a trap, neuter, vaccinate, return program, is really focused on identifying where the cats are, you know, what's the food source that's sustaining them, because sometimes it's not a person uh, directly. I mean, there, there could be other things, drawing cats to a certain area. But then, you know, recognizing their feeding schedule, that they are nocturnal, using food as a means to trap them all, and then you do sterilize them. And that's an ongoing effort to reduce the, the population over time, so that if you're just catching a few cats here and there, they'll overbreed, and you can end up with more cats. If you're really deliberate and engaging those community members that care about the cats uh, in this type of effort, you do bring the population down over time. And that really is the goal not to have free roaming cats everywhere, but to reduce the population of free roaming cats through these managed type programs.
0: Arlen, we've got about 30 seconds. This is Arlen Bradshaw, He's the Senior Advisor for Community Relations at Best Friends Animal Society, uh, talking to him about this proposal on Utah's Capitol Hill. Uh, to create a scenario where folks who want to feed stray cats could only do so during the day. And, and that is my point. The, the lawmaker, Ken Ivory, who we're expecting to call in any moment now, um, will will allow these cats to be fed during the day. So why why is that not a good compromise? Why not just during the day and, and settle on that?
1: Yeah, well, with only 30 seconds, you have two main points. Number one, if you're worried about nuisances involving the cats, if you're feeding them only during daylight hours, that's going to increase uh, the chances that they're going to interact with with the general population with people, okay. <laughs> which uh, theoretically we don't want to do. Number two, uh, cats more generally are nocturnal in terms of they, they do tend to want to feed at night. And, and a, a huge component of these programs is trapping those cats. So recognizing that they're naturally going to want to to eat at night And being able to put traps out uh, that are humane, um, but that are going to draw them into those traps so that they can get sterilized and vaccinated, that success rate is much higher at nighttime hours than it would be during the day.
2: Okay, Arlen Bradshaw, thank you for joining us from Best Friends Animal Society. We're
0: going to take calls. Hopefully we get a call from the lawmaker. We we scheduled him to to call the show as well, so hopefully he can uh, make that phone call to us any moment so we can get his take on this. Um, but let's take your calls. Should we stop feeding stray cats?
1: <laughs> I'm Dave Colley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, the search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.
0: <laughs> this. Like, kind of funny. Just, I don't know why that... Should we stop feeding stray cats? <laughs> 801-575-TALK.
1: Dave and Dujanovic. Eye on the Hill 2023. Special coverage with Dave and Dujanovic.
0: We've reached out to the stray cats across the Salt Lake Valley and we're waiting for comment back as to what they feel about HB 505. It would prohibit, if it's passed, uh, the feeding of stray cats during the nighttime hours. Um, People who want to feed stray cats could only feed them during the day.
2: It's a little strange that we're talking about feeding straight cats.
0: Super strange because this proposal is bubbling up on the last week of the legislative session. And I'd like to think that lawmakers had, I mean, I'm going to really anger cat lovers here, more important things to do than deal with this issue. But we just heard from Best Friends Animal Society and they're worried about this. They're like, it makes more sense to, n- <laughs> to feed them
2: at night yeah to feed them at night cuz they're nocturnal they made they made a pretty good point I'll be honest they the, the idea was if we feed them at night the idea is they're going to get caught we're going to capture them we're going to trap them where we take them to the shelter we vaccinate them we spay them we neuter them and then we return them that is the program that is the idea and
0: it's not your neighbor Which is leaving food out for stray cats and attracting rats.
2: Except that's kind of what happens, right? People they see stray stray cats.
0: Your neighbor, like literally, who's enforcing this? No, the cat police. And she's the sweetest. The dog police, but definitely.
2: But this is what she did. She would leave out. My neighbor would leave out cat food, and she was feeding these stray cats. In her mind, in reality. She was feeding the neighborhood rats. Yeah. They were coming out every night. Gave her purpose. It could have been purpose. But they were also like sewer-sized New York-style rats.
0: Stay tuned for the knockdown dragout between Dave and I that's going to happen in about five minutes from now when we talk about indoor versus outdoor cats when you're a cat owner uh let's get to our phone lines on fire rob from salt lake city should we be feeding stray cats or make them feeding them after dark illegal
1: you know what i think kind of what the point you said too is like okay so they make it illegal who's going to find how are they going to know you know for one secondly i think you shouldn't feed the, sca- the cats. I think that just makes more cats. And realistically, like what you're saying, you don't know what's coming to eat that at night. Yeah. But if you didn't feed them at night, then wouldn't it be easier for them to trap them because they wouldn't have other sources of food? They could, they'd could go to where the traps were and be caught mm-hmm. and I taken care of.
0: Coming out of the hills because they're starving like the deer? Uh, thanks, Rob, for your phone call. How about, is it Carmelli or Carmel? Did I say that right? Carmel? Carmorum? Yes. Beautiful name. Yes. Carmel. Love your name. Thank you.
3: Um, I have started about three years ago. I live in a nice neighborhood. I have uh, condos and apartments where people move and abandon their cats. Um, I started when I found a litter of kittens under my shed, and I didn't really know what to do basically i've been i asked for help from a best well from a feral fixed community uh, for utah county and i have trapped and fixed probably 12 cats they have not all survived Um, i but most of them now stay right around my yard right around my back area Um, they don't go very far, honestly. I feed them in the morning, and I feed them at night, and then I bring the bulls in so that there aren't other cats. I know they have helped with the mouse population because there's a storage unit not far. Mm -hmm. Um, It may not be the best situation, but I feel like I have done my best. Mm -hmm. Every cat that I have has been fixed, and returned, and they all stay local. You are a, um, you and, are a, good,
0: you are a good soul, Carmel, uh, but if this legislation passed, you would not be able to leave those bowls out at night. That's my read of it.
2: Well, at some point, they're just your cats, right?
0: <laughs> Lisa from Harriman, uh, what do you think? Should we uh, not be allowed to feed stray cats uh, after the sun goes down?
4: I think it's a ridiculous bill. Personally, I think we've got much better things to be focusing on However, that said, I didn't know anything about community cats. I knew nothing about this until several years ago, probably 10 years ago when I built my barn. Uh, At that point I lived in West Jordan and there were a lot of mice, voles in fact. Mm. And as more construction occurred and more and more of this uh, kind of field area was developed, there became skunks and it, became a real problem. I had a friend who had told me about community cats, and I thought, what are you even talking about? I was like, you guys, oh, they're stray cats, right? Just glorified, you know, animals that you feed and take care of that they're your pets, but they're not your pets. And that's just not the case. This program, um, I I was able to uh, get a community cat. They notch their ears. Everything what this other lady was talking about. So it's visible. You can tell when it's a community cat versus a stray, and that's a really visible way because they just ah. have a little notch in their ear. And huh. I'll tell you what, that tom cat took on a skunk. Now it got sprayed. That was ugly and gross, but it's much better to have cats keeping down the voles and the mice. And they're a little bit territorial, taking on those skunks. I would much rather have a community cats and not have the pests. Yeah. Now that I'm in Harriman, we have snakes, and so I'm like, I I want more just to keep the snakes <laughs> away too. Um, but my point was the feeding thing is it's so ridiculous. I can't even believe we have to talk about this. I I would not have feed on my porch. That just you know these are. Yeah. Community cats, they're somewhat feral. I, that just to me is nonsense. And so I had it in my barn loft. And I'd fill it up once a month, and that's what I did. Oh. And these cats came and went, and they are predators. They like
2: to hunt. Oh, I like that about it. them. Yeah, they, they love to hunt. In fact, uh, I, I was reading about rats. Debbie, if you want to just be terrified. <sighs> like, if, if you, if you want to know why I have a cat... It's because I read this stat. Did you know that a female rat typically gives birth to six litters a year?
1: Not if they're consisting stayed. of
2: 12 rat pups. That is 60 oh. rat pups
0: oh, birthed rats. by
2: one rat.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. In like a year. Cats. Rats, it all rhymes. Um, uh, Yuck. Okay, Larry. So
2: ra- rats can absolutely just explode. So having cats, community cats, to to hold down that population, it's almost worth it for me.
0: Okay. So, Larry, I'm sorry. You've been waiting forever. Uh, How about if I give you 20 seconds? Go.
2: Well,
3: that's more
4: than I usually need. Anyway, Utah's always wasting so much money. We're going to hold, you know, all this money on salt, the Great Salt Lake, uh, that muck hole up there. It wouldn't bother me if it dried up and blew away. But uh, these crazy laws, they keep coming, you know, feed the cats at night. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, Australia killed
2: all their feral cats and they got overrun with vermin. Well, yeah. Dave, and I think that, that's the concern, right?
0: Indoor outdoor cat Dave.
2: Oh, total all day outdoor cat.
0: God, I cannot believe you do that.
2: I love my outdoor mm-hmm, cat. Mm-hmm.
0: The last time I had an outdoor cat, I came home and found Jade. And this is 20 some odd years ago, maybe 25, 30 years ago, deceased. And it broke my heart. Yeah. It was outdoors. And, and I, I'll never, I'll, I've always had indoor cats ever since.
2: Why? What value your, does an indoor cat provide? Cuddly? Sweet. That's it? My cat she hunts. speaks to me? My cat hunts. Provides a service to our neighborhood. You're welcome, Kaysville.
0: Meow.